Weatherfords had garage experts transform their garage, saying if you are shopping around for professional service to finish your icky garage floor, look no further. My husband is in absolute heaven for his long uh, wanting to do this. Garage Experts of Southwest Missouri is professional, timely, reliable, wonderful to work with. Mark and Shelly are wonderful to work with and have an awesome team. Their product is wonderful, the Weatherfords. Now, of course, I had a great experience because I'm friends with these folks. But one of the reasons I'm friends with these folks is because they're awesome people. I don't really hang around with non-awesome individuals. And that awesomeness, it really does show in the work they do, the way they treat the employees, the way they treat the customers. They do every garage as if it is their own garage. And having seen their own garage, I can tell you, perfection. All right? If that's what you want, I'm telling you, some people do it DIY this, and that is, you're just wasting your money, in my opinion. Garage experts, they'll come to a consultation for you, and you can get all of their contact information for garage experts under Nick's endorsements at KSGF.com. Trump gaining ground among Hispanic voters, according to the latest poll. This is a Univision poll? Uh, Was it Univision? Yes, Univision news poll. There is part of me that just simply enjoys covering the continuing increase of support that Hispanics have for Donald Trump far beyond what past Republican presidential candidates have ever enjoyed because we were all told by the media, by Democrats and establishment Republicans that any hope of ever making gains amongst Hispanic voters would die if Donald Trump got the nomination the first time around. See, Jeb Bush was the answer. These two, they were juxtaposed, and we were told that the way to get Hispanic votes, the way that the Republican Party, the only way to move forward was to elect somebody like Jeb Bush. And not only would Donald Trump not gain votes or support amongst the Hispanic community, but would lose them to the degree that irreparable harm would be done to the Republican Party and may never even ever win a presidential election again. And like so many of the dire warnings that we were provided, Not only did they not turn out to be true, but the opposite actually occurred. So, yeah, there's a bit of pleasure I have every time one of these polls surfaces. Former President Donald Trump gaining momentum among Hispanic voters, according to a recent Univision poll, which claims to be the largest Hispanic bipartisan primary polling policy of the 2024 election so far. Among Hispanic Republicans, Trump maintains a strong lead. 50% responding that they would vote for him in the GOP primary, the poll found. That's weird. Because, again, the Jeb Bush Republican was the sort of Republican. The Republican that was for amnesty. The Republican that was against all of these very strict immigration laws. That was the Republican that would draw Hispanics in. Yet here, Trump is the one that gets the majority of Hispanic support 
within the Republican Party. Florida Governor DeSantis, second place with 12%. Vivek Ramaswamy at 9 They note, despite four federal indictments, Trump is dominating among Hispanic voters, stands at 36% a four-point increase from when he left office in January of 2021 as a as per a previous Univision News poll. Overall, the poll garnered 1,400 registered voters and 759 Republican sp- uh, respondents for the Republican portion of the poll, making it one of the largest samples of Hispanic voters so far in the election cycle. Garcia Rios, Director of Polling and Daddy, Data at Univision, said in a statement this first-of-its-kind national poll demonstrates the wants and needs across the Hispanic community, and particularly an in-depth insight into the Republican primary Hispanic voter. This poll provides an opportunity to understand the complex and varied sentiments within the community across the country. Now, of course, as always, and it's the same with the African-American vote, there is a clear advantage that Democrats have uh, continued to have, but what we have seen is that eroding over time. And what is understood by Democrats is in order to shift from a loss to a win, you don't have to win a majority. You just have to win a portion. There was a a piece done a number of years ago that noted that for Democrats to be dead in the water, all Republicans had to do was get like 20% of the African-American vote. That So, you know, when you see numbers, like, for example, this poll showed that, um, you know, 58% of Hispanics say they would vote for Biden while 31 would support Trump. That is something that over time continues to become a problem for the Democrats because, again, they you know, Republicans don't have to get a majority of those votes in order to start winning. Big. And it's one of the reasons that they have really begin, begun to panic, particularly when it comes to the erosion of support amongst Hispanics and the African-American community. We're going to get a news update. Uh, we'll talk about the Biden visit. And also, <laughs> within this 24-hour period, Axios had a piece that was going into more detail as to all of the steps that the people who are around Joe Biden are taking to make sure that he doesn't fall. The, the, the guy is in the minds of the people who tell us that he's running circles around us. In reality... They are so concerned about his physical well-being that they have made a number of changes when it comes to all sorts of protocol just to make sure he doesn't harm himself. When he was coming down the the new shorter, smaller steps from Air Force One, which is one of the changes that was made in order to hopefully limit the amount of time he can actually hurt himself, he almost fell down those steps. And I I genuinely believe this. I believe that the reason, so the thought is, well, less steps, less chance to fall, right? So they have them coming out of the belly 
of Air Force One instead of the traditional, which every other president has done. You come out from that, you know, that main door, if you will, behind the cockpit. I don't believe the driving reason behind that change is the idea that, well, if there are less steps, it lessens the opportunity for him to harm himself, though that is a reality. I think it's because they believe that if he falls on the shorter steps, he has a le- much less likelihood of actually killing himself. Recognizing that if he were to trip on step one or two coming down from the higher stairs, that, that he could very well kill himself. Because that is, you know, may be the number one. I mean, it's one of the top p- falling when you get his age falling. <coughs> it can be a killer. And so I suspect that's the real reason for the shorter stairs is the increased chance he'll live through a fall. Let's get an update on the latest news. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. Arkansas Attorney General Tim Griffin says voters in the state will not get a chance to vote on a tax exemption proposal to remove taxes from feminine hygiene products. AG Tim Griffin says that the language in the ballot was too broad and failed to explain that certain products would not be included in the measure. The organization behind the proposal says they are happy to make the necessary changes listed by the attorney general so they can start collecting signatures. A chiropractor in the Kansas City area has been charged after being accused of molesting several patients. 70-year-old David Clark is now charged with six felony charges related to sexual abuse. He's currently out on a quarter-million-dollar bond. Court documents say Clark abused women and minors during pelvic exams. Four of the women were under 18 at the time. And the victims are all part of the Amish community. Tune in to Fox 49 for the latest news. I'm Angela Luna. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Mostly sunny eventually today with a high of 83. 63 tonight, tomorrow sunny with a high of 86. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. Here we go. White House taking urgent measures to prevent Biden from falling as Democrats remain terrified of a bad slip. Reportedly terrified, the 80-year-old president will have a bad fall, while some are frustrated that aides allow the president to wander off stage following speaking engagements, according to Axios. Think about that for a moment. <clears throat> Excuse me if I, I... I had a tickle in my throat the last couple of days, so if I clear my throat to an annoying degree, I apologize. The, the Democrats are frustrated that Joe Biden's handlers allow him to wander off stage confused after speaking at an event. They're not frustrated that they're that the, the guy who's in the White House has to have handlers to prevent him from being confused and wandering off. That, that's not their concern. Shouldn't that be the number one concern? Shouldn't the number one concern be that that the the party's front runner for the presidency as he is running for re-election is so out of it that even when he is given note cards to read, he can't make it through that he has to have handlers. To make sure that he doesn't get confused when he's done giving a speech. 
apparently that's not their frustration. It's that they're not doing a good enough job of handling him. Amid growing concerns about the president's age, Biden and his campaign have focused on ensuring that he does not trip. As the president wears tennis shoes to avoid slipping, takes shorter stairs up to, to board Air Force One. After Biden fell over a sandbag at the U.S. Air Force Academy commencement in June, senior Democrats became frustrated with the president's team because he appears to not know where to go after leaving the podium following speeches. And again, this is the insane world. And can we just be honest about how low the standards apparently are for the Democrat Party? Their anger and frustration, once again, isn't that this guy is mentally where he is. It's just that they don't do a better job of hiding it. Andrew Bates, White House spokesperson, told the outlet, this isn't new. It was proactively and transparently disclosed in a 2021 report from the president's doctors and again this year. This article fits an unfortunate pattern of media attempting to sensationalize something that has long been public rather than covering the president's very real achievements for hardworking Americans. Okay. Biden has been attending physical therapy sessions since 2021 in an effort to improve his balance. Often going to appointments with Drew Contreras, a physical therapist who also worked with former President Barack Obama, Axios reported. The president's physician claimed uh, or diagnosed Biden with a combination of significant spinal arthritis and mild post-fracture foot arthritis, which have reportedly led to his balance problem. Uh, Let me tell you what their real concern is ultimately here. And this may seem obvious when I say it. It may be obvious now. It's not the fall itself. Though that never looks good. I saw uh, some piece where they noted uh, over, I don't know if it was just his presidency or over a certain period of time, 11 times he's fallen. 11. That's that we know of. You think of the percentage of time every day that the cameras aren't on him. They are afraid, ultimately, going into campaign season. That he will fall, break something in a manner that he is going to be uh, confined to a wheelchair. And that they have done everything they could to convince us that he is just in the best shape ever. He's in better shape than you are. He's in better shape than I am. Some of the statements that these people have made are absolutely absurd. Corinne Jean-Pierre claiming that he runs circles around them. He may walk in circles. Clearly he does that. We see that every time he tries to leave a stage. The level of dishonesty regarding his health is on par with North Korea media. When they give reports on Kim Jong-un. It doesn't matter how clearly absurd the claim is, they make it with a straight face. They have, uh, and and they know that we know they're lying, but it's this dance that we do. they, They recognize, though, that if he falls in a manner in which he breaks a hip, and, and let's be honest, breaking a hip screams old feeble person 
It, it's just that is a that's something that is synonymous with getting older. Most of us have had someone that's a loved one. I had two grandparents break hips, or one one broke leg. So mo- most of us know that that's not uncommon. They recognize that voters who already may sort of question and try to tell themselves, well, Trump is old as well, or you know, so I guess it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. That seeing, though, Trump out on the campaign trail throwing footballs, giving two and a half hour speeches in the rain, and then Joe Biden gets wheeled around in a wheelchair to make campaign speeches, or he doesn't make any, and they're going to be faced with the realization that American voters are like, the guy can't, you know, before some people could convince themselves, well, it's because of COVID and that, you know, that's the excuse they use. They can't use that this time around if he hides in the basement again. And it is because he's fallen and he's confined to a wheelchair. They're really going to, you know, some of these voters they recognize is going to be very difficult to convince them. Oh, no, he's running circles around us. He's just he's it's amazing the great shape that he's in. Oh, it's incredible. And that's a very, very, very real possibility as often as he is falling. And again, I, the amount of time we don't see him, given we have still seen him fall as many times as he does, tells me that he is falling a lot more than we are aware of. And so there is a very, very, very good chance that he is going to fall in a way that confines him to a wheelchair, and they do not want that for the campaign. Although we'll get to hear comparisons to FDR, won't we? Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Going to hit a couple of your American transmissions. Talking text line messages for Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, as we slowly move into fall, you might notice some things around your house that need to be updated. Maybe you notice some repairs that need to be addressed or just some maintenance items that you've kind of been putting off. And as you're spending more time in the house, you're like, you know what? I really need to go ahead and get that done. So I love to recommend my friends over at Beatles Property Maintenance. Now, Beatles is spelled B-E-A-D-L-E-S, and they specialize in home repairs and maintenance. They can help you out with every Everything from crawl space repairs to vapor barrier installs, mold remediation, water restoration. If you are wanting to upgrade parts of your house, maybe you're wanting to do a bathroom remodel or maybe even brand new lighting throughout your home, Beatles Property Maintenance can help you out with all of those items. Now, I was speaking with Bruce uh, last week and he was telling me, you know, home repairs kind of go in waves. And one thing that they are seeing a lot of is they see uh, right now a lot of termite damage. They're also doing a lot of sump pump installs and and deck repairs. So if those are any type of repairs that you're needing to address as well, Beatles Property Maintenance, they can take care of those items for you. Now you can give them a call today and you can find all of their contact information plus videos of the work that the Beatles team has done around my house. All of that is going to be at ksgf.com under the Sarah's Endorsements tab. All right, some of your messages from the American Transmissions talk and text line regarding the Axios piece that 
some Democrats are frustrated that the White House is not doing a better job of handling Biden and making sure he doesn't wander around confused, <clears throat> making sure that he doesn't fall. They, of course, have made a number of changes. They changed the shoes that he wears, but also the uh, steps from Air Force One so that he doesn't have to walk down as many stairs. I think that it is most likely their fear that if he fell from the top of the original stairs, very good, that it would either kill him or put him up in a hospital with so many broken bones that he, he would just be bedridden for maybe the rest of his short-lived life. Uh, someone noted if he is in a wheelchair, which is why I, I, I think this is their big concern, too, as I mentioned just before the last break. It isn't just that he'll fall, but that he will find himself confined to a wheelchair and that they're going to have to either roll him around during the campaign, which when we're talking, one of the things with Trump, they try to make it seem like the age issue. If you have a problem with Biden's age, you should have a, an issue with Trump's age. But that becomes less and less of an issue, I think, for people if they see in particular Joe Biden uh, in a wheelchair being rolled around versus Donald Trump throwing footballs and standing out, you know, for two and a half hours giving speeches. If he's in a wheelchair, he can't wander around or chase young girls. That's true. Well, he could. He could probably he'd probably get one of those little electric ones. Wouldn't it be better if he ended up being nominated since he's so beatable? This is a grave concern also that a number of Democrats have is that that they're going to wait too late to change course and then realize they should have changed course. Tom Martz texted in, they should place one of those padded ball play areas at the bottom of the steps for him to fall into. <laughs> that would be good. Or get one of those, you know, those, I think of them as giant hamster balls for people. Oh, yeah. Put them in one of those and just roll them from, <laughs> from, one, from point A to point B. When Gerald Ford was president, he tripped over the edge of a carpet SNL and media comedians mercilessly made fun of him as clumsy that he was a klutz. Biden does it all the time. And all those groups who made a f uh, fun of Ford are silent. Yeah, Chevy Chase uh, on SNL, uh, a number of sketches did Ford. And I remember one. It was Christmas at the White. I say I remember. I wasn't alive when it aired. I don't think. But I have seen it. And uh, he's you know trying to put the star on the tree and falling into the tree. And it, it is exactly what this person's texting in. They were just relentless uh, when it came to Ford and characterizing him as this doofus klutz. But Biden, yeah. uh, wouldn't it? Let's see. Uh, he won from the basement last time. That is true. I do think that this time is different. Every election to some degree is different. If things were going swimmingly well, if the economy was going well, if the border was you know, shut, if we didn't have the debacle in Afghanistan, if we weren't giving Ukraine anything and everything they want without question, if we didn't have riots going on and stores closing in cities, um, you know, Target just announced a handful more and they're all in Democrat runs. If all these things weren't occurring, then... Perhaps, but one of the reasons I believe, aside from any you know funny stuff that occurred during the election, is everyone was told, and though you may not have believed it, some voters believe that well, Biden may not be the greatest guy in the world, but the adults will be back in charge. Things will go back to being normal. 
And of course, that has not come anywhere close to happening. And so there, I think, is a little bit of buyer's remorse going on. Hiding out in the basement this time around may not work out as well as it did last time. Traffic update. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Cheap Trick performing at Galois. October 2nd, we've got a number of pairs to give away. You can register by texting the word TRICK to the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. You know why I got hung up on it last time? Because I said the 417 that threw me off. Mm, okay, I, I said 417 and then I was like, Joe Biden, and I couldn't remember what was going on. I know, you on. were really making me nervous. Well, you thought I was just... Like, here we go. Here it is. The There's beginning the downfall. Of the end. There it is right here, right here. Uh, but that's why, because I put the 417 there, and, and it threw me off. 447-KSGF, if you have the app, you don't need to uh, worry about remembering the number. So text the word TRICK, and, it, and don't add anything to it. Um, no exclamation points, none of that. So if you'll know if you did it correctly, you will get a response back. When are, what is it, Friday we'll tell people? That, no, I'm telling them no. today. Oh, today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. When is the second? What, what uh, day is I think it? it's Monday or Tuesday. Okay. It's Monday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, very good. So uh, if you do win, I will text you back on the American Transmissions talk and text line. And um, I'll just need your phone number. And then the tickets will be at uh, Will Call at the Galoids. Okay. We no. like simple. This is very true. I've always been about simple. It used to be a time when they oh, well, we got somebody want to give something away. Well, I thought maybe you could have uh, people submit stories. I'm like, what the hell? No. What If you want the most people involved possible, you make it as simple as possible, right? True. I mean, it's absolutely, it's what I've always said. I, said, I hate do, when do they want, are a hassle. Yeah, do you want, do, does the client want to have the most people involved? Well, yeah, of course. Okay, then it's got to be as simple as possible because every additional step you lose people. And people are like, ah, I don't want to do that. Well, but it's a great prize. They should want to. I'm not talking about shoulds. I'm talking about reality here. That's that's why we've always done just text in, email, you know, bam, boom, bum, done. Or when we've done big trip giveaways, just can't we do it that day? Not, you know, eight weeks and, you know, uh, every week we're going to be at a different location and every week you have to sign up and you have to get signed up every single week in order to be registered. And it's, uh... First alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Mostly sunny today. I've 83, 63 tonight. Sunshine 86 tomorrow. Uh, Biden UAW photo op background story gets mocked. Workers bust him over EVs. One of the pictures that's going around, I know you sent it to me, mm-hmm. uh, was from a Fox News report. And Joe Biden is standing there. And on the other side of the screen is a black guy kind of cutting his eyes over at him like, what you talking about? <laughs> like, what? you? Or are you going to tell me I ain't really black? Didn't he only speak for like 10 or 12 yeah, minutes? Yeah, it was very... And then he then he jetted off to some um, fundraiser, some big fundraiser. I think, a ho- I think out in California he was going to Hollywood fundraiser because that's what a president of the working man does, see? Uh, they show up for a photo op and then leave and spend a significant amount of time with the people that actually matter. CNN notes he was on the picket line in 2019 when he held no office. This is 
Biden, he keeps running around there. Oh, this is historic. This is historic. This is uh, Karine Jean-Pierre. This is part of yesterday, what she said over and over again. Oh, it's historic. I guess we're all supposed to be very impressed. It was historic for a president to do a photo op at a strike. This isn't as straight up black and white as it used to be when it comes to these union issues. Once upon a time, unions, bam, Democrat, bam, Republicans don't even, you know, try and bother. But for good reason, it is no longer cut and dry. One of the reasons is the fact that when it really gets down to it, the people running the unions are not ultimately representing the workers. They are representing the policies of the Democrat Party. This is why it's very plain to see whether it is illegal immigration, which artificially lowers across the board wages, which clearly is not something that we're told that unions, unions are all about increasing wages, yet the people who run the unions support allowing a flood of new employees in, be it illegally or otherwise, which is in no way, shape, or form, no way, shape, or form, positive for the workers. But it's something the Democrat Party wants. The electric vehicle situation, destroying the auto industry as we know it. If this path that we are on in this country because of the Democrat mandates is not changed, the auto industry, it's, it's just going to go, It'll one of two things will happen. It'll either collapse on itself or Democrats will force you and I as taxpayers to bail it out. But that won't, of course, fix the problem. That is just a Band-Aid on the problem. It will become throwing money down a rat hole. Good money after bad. And the, the, the people who run the unions, these union heads, are supportive of these efforts. The Democrat Party policy is number one. The workers are simply there to extract money from. So the union bosses can extract money and funnel it to the Democrat Party. When it all comes down, that's just, those are the results. You know, something interesting that um, Joe Biden did not mention while he was chatting with the strikers there, he did not mention anything about his big push for EVs. Isn't that interesting? Why would he not talk about that? When it comes to the automobile industry in this country, there is nothing that even comes close to being a massive initiative like the Biden Democrat push for electric vehicles. I think we can all agree on that, right? That is, without question, the absolute number one priority within the world, the vehicle industry for the Biden administration. It is the shifting to electric vehicles and, and not just it's Democrats, too. We saw Gavin Newsom out there in California just, you know, flat out crafting law, making it illegal past, what, 2030 to sell anything other than electric vehicles. Yet he doesn't mention anything about electric vehicles while there. What does that tell you? That tells you even he knows it is going to be devastating to the future of the worker. If 
if Joe Biden and the Democrats, and there have been, Fetterman's been down there, Stabenow's been down there, I think Chuck Schumer maybe went down there, all oh, the Democrats, they're, they're all going down. There's some Republicans, Josh Hawley's gotten his photo taken down there as well as some other Republicans. They run around telling us electric vehicles are the future. They run around talking about how electric vehicles are going to be wonderful for the, ve- for the car industry. If that's true, why then is Joe Biden not showing up at the picket line bragging about pushing electric vehicles off in these companies? Shouldn't that be his big rally cry? Unless, of course, he knows that it's not true. None of these Democrats that I've seen down there talking with this, these union workers have been touting their push for electric vehicles. Why do you think that is? Because they know the truth. If you really believed that the push that your policies were good for an industry and good for the workers of that industry... When you have face-to-face contact with them and you have cameras in front of you and you are speaking to them, then you talk about that policy. You don't pretend as if it's not occurring. The workers know it as well. This is Fox News talking to some of the strikers. Those on the picket lines had a message for the president about his forced transition to electric vehicles talk all day about research and all of that but to see us here seeing what we do and see that we mean we, we stand behind these companies we have been the backbone of these companies for so long trying to push us out to these electric vehicles that's not it won't last you know we, we're hard work we have families we need this so they know did you hear the, the verbiage she used pushing us out for these electric vehicles The Democrats have really painted themselves into a corner on this one. When it comes to taxpayer subsidies and it comes to crafting laws and regulations, I really don't know that right now there is any industry that impacts all of us as much as as what they are pushing when it comes to electric vehicles. I mean, can you think if you're, I mean, and maybe I'm wrong on that, but it, it just seems to me domestic policy-wise, that is their biggest push. That is the single largest industry transformation that is currently underway. And here you have Joe Biden showing up. Oh, this is historic because he, everyone knows it. There's no one that's more pro-union worker than Joe Biden. And the workers themselves recognize in, in that worker's terminology, by the way, she was a lady of color saying this this attempt to push us out of our jobs for EVs, uh-uh, we don't like that. Yesterday, I acknowledged that I was a little, I don't want to say giddy, but I had anticipation that Joe Biden's visit could potentially have turned into a real crap show. And the only way that it wasn't going to is if they just really locked it down. And instead, with that would, of course, come criticism, but the criticism would be probably less damaging than allowing him free reign to say something insane or challenge somebody to a fight out in the parking lot. Apparently, the latter of the two, or the former, rather, of the two is the route they went, and that is lockdown, 
hardcore CNBC Sullivan. Uh, I wanted to ask Biden about EVs hurting jobs in Michigan, but security was, quote, way tighter than a foreign visit. He noted that this uh, he Sullivan posted, quote, this is talking about security, Biden's security and the inability to interact with him was, quote, way tighter security than what I saw when traveling to Egypt during President Obama's 2009 visit. Have never seen anything like it. That's the access that the man of the people is providing to the people. Security so tight, it's more difficult to get to him and ask questions than it was during an Obama visit to Egypt. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSGF. I am Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Dollar Building Company, you've got the big shore as you buy that brand new home. Very excited. Hit one of the, purchase one of the homes in, in one of the developments. And you walk in and it's overwhelming because it's just blank walls and empty holes in the sink where the fixtures go and just wires hanging down where the lighting goes and no cabinets there. And it's because you got to you got to pick all that stuff out or just leave it to them. And while they, of course, do a tremendous job and know what they're doing, everyone has different taste. It can be overwhelming thinking about all of the different stores you're going to have to visit, all of the different Times you're going to have to get in the car, out of the car, in the car, out of the car, into the car, out of the car, do measuring, check this, check that. Check. Aller Building Company has all of that on one showroom floor. So you can do it all at one location. You can do it in one day if you want. You can also spread it out over a period of time if you want. But it's all right there in that showroom floor in Ozark. Aller Building Company, O-L-L-E-R, under Nick's endorsements at KSGF.com. Joe Biden's dog has bitten another Secret Service agent. This is a shock. Just so shocking. Commander, Joe Biden's dog has reportedly bitten yet another Secret Service agent. This is the 11th that the public is aware of. The latest biting incident involving the two-year-old German Shepherd was confirmed yesterday when the United States Secret Service Chief of Communication, Anthony Guglielmi, told CNN that it occurred, quote, yesterday around 8 p.m., a Secret Service uniformed division police officer came in contact with a first family pet, was bitten. The officer was treated by medical personnel on the complex. He said that the agent has been doing well after he spoke with Secret Service Director Kimberly Cheadle. The Secret Service agents do not handle the first family pets, but they do often come in contact with the animals. Former USSS agent Jonathan Wackrow told CNN that the president has essentially created a workplace hazard. Well, of course, yeah. Can you think of any other place that this sort of thing could happen and be allowed to continue to happen? I'm serious. We hear so much from this political party in particular. about being there for the workers, being there for the employees, creating standards that foster a workplace environment that is safe. This government, our government, 
will destroy entire businesses with the snap of a finger if they want to based off of workplace safety issues. What do you think would happen to any business, big or small, if the owner of the business had dogs running around that, at least we know of, bit employees 11 times and the owner's just like, oh, well, you're the one who chooses to work here. Do you think that it would be treated the same way that it is when the Biden family allows their dogs to continue to attack employees? Again, it's the it's the do as I say, not as I do. It's the elitism. All of the rules apply to everyone else except for them. And that you can openly for years now have a workplace environment in which you have animals that everyone knows this is going to happen because it's continued to happen. Attack employees. We learned early on that they were downplaying the severity. Some of these individuals have been sent to the hospital, and this isn't the sort of thing where, oh, a Secret Service agent reaches down and like, hey, what's going on, Commander? And it startles him. Some of the stories, there was one in particular, the dog chased down an employee. I forget if it was Secret Service or another employee. Chased the person down. Wackrow told CNN, this isn't a Secret Service thing. It's a workplace safety issue. Yeah, but hey, it's also the Biden administration. There are, I think, literally no rules whatsoever that apply to this man. When it comes to drugs in the White House, when it comes to uh, bribery payments, uh, when it comes to classified documents that he took out as vice president, when it comes to workplace environment, allowing these dogs to just continually attack employees. Is there any rule, any standard that is held that that he is held to? I and this is where the party itself just frankly disgusts me that they will lecture the American people about workplace standards. They will, if it suits them politically, demonize some company or some employer if there is some accusation of an unsafe workplace. And they will be there as fast as they can in front of a TV camera talking about this is why we need regulations, that these people need to be investigated. But Joe Biden continually sending people to the doctor or the hospital because his dogs are attacking people. Oh, well, what are you going to do? It's the White House. Cocaine, dogs, presidents pooping their pants. It's a big party. Men with fake boobs exposing themselves to kids on the White House lawn. It's a grand old time in the Biden administration. Can it get any better? I'm trying to think, is there anything that could happen in that White House that would make the media and Democrats go, okay, well, now this is clearly unacceptable. Somebody needs to be held accountable. Is there anything? Indecent exposure, that one we were told, no big deal. Again, workplace safety, people being hospitalized because of dog attacks, no big deal. Illegal drugs in the White House. Let's not forget when the cocaine story came out, we were told it's not the first time illegal drugs were found in this White House. These are the things we know about.
I, I, really, I'm trying to think. What is a step too far? I, I challenge all of you to think of something because I, I just don't know that I think I can think of anything. I know there's got to be something, but whatever it would be, it would most likely be over the line only for the purposes of Democrats, you know, once they decide, okay, Biden's not our guy, we got to get him out of here. You're listening to Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447-KSGF. I checked in with NPR yesterday afternoon, and they discussed Biden's visit to the picket line. They brought up EVs, but the reporter said EVs are they're not the immediate issue. The immediate issue is getting a deal done. Not EVs. Now, you would think, though, again, to my point earlier, if EVs were the brilliant boost in the arm of the industry that we keep being told, the wave of the future, wouldn't that somehow be, again, front and center in all of this? The Biden administration would be out there saying, hey, listen, we got this EV push, and this is going to be such a tremendous boom to the industry that you all deserve that. that <coughs> excuse me. They're not using EVs as a reason that all these raises should take place. Because they know what it costs Ford, $5.6, $6.5 billion. Another asking, uh, what if a dog in the White House, ha- what happens if it attacks a kid? Well, with this administration, nothing. But outside from the workplace situation and the hazards in the workplace, yeah, what does happen to a person who has a dog that attacks a child and then we learn that it has attacked like 11 other people? Does that person get the same treatment that Biden does? Sure. 